Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and today is Zine Thursday. And instead of one zine, or two zine, or three zine, or four zine, I got like seven zines I'm going to talk about here. Well, not really. I'm going to talk about a couple of these zines, but I pulled seven out to discuss. And these are the works of Philip Reed. If you are curious to learn more about Philip Reed and who he is, I would suggest heading over to RPG Ramblings, the podcast by Jeff Jones. He recently had Philip Reed on the show. It was a really good episode. He talked about how he got into zine making for game zines back in the early 90s and ended up working at Steve Jackson Games. Most of you should be familiar with Steve Jackson Games as the publisher of GURPS. They also publish the very popular game Munchkin. So check out RPG Ramblings by Jeff Jones. Uh, I'll try to keep a link to that episode in the show notes so you can check it out. So who is Philip Reed? I just said works for uh, Steve Jackson Games. Has been there for quite a few years. uh, Done a lot of those projects. And the last couple years, Philip Reed has been putting out independent stuff on his own. And one of the first things that I picked up was delay. Well, actually, it was a, it was a, it was on a, a Kickstarter he was doing. He's doing quite a few of them. Then I grabbed these delayed blast game master zines, which are really good. They're black and white. There's three of them out. You can find them at least in PDF form on Drive Through RPG. So I'll put a link there to where you can access some of these. It's got good content in here. They've got all kinds of stuff for dressing up dungeons and making things unique. There's another good one that I picked up early on called The Book of Unusual Potions. And that's exactly what it sounds like. The print quality for the professional ones you get, that he's putting out, you can usually get a lot of these as add-ons to his Kickstarters. And he currently has a Kickstarter that's going on right now. You might want to catch so you can get so, get stuff from it. It's called Mimics and Unnecessary Work by Philip Reed. A selection of worthless tools and ideas for mimics designed for most fantasy RPGs that are basically that fantasy RPG. You know? But... But there's more buts. A lot of the stuff that he's been putting out has specifically been for Morkborg. A little note on Morkborg. We, we talked about this a few times about the actual pronunciation. And a lot of people seem to think it's the Mork part that's being pronounced wrong. It's the Borg part. that it, The Borg. Apparently the G is more of a Y. So it's Morkwori. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, it's more Morkwori. So... I don't say more more because I don't think most people English speaking in the United States and stuff like that and people I've heard around would understand what I was saying. I've just been calling it Morkborg, I've decided, just to avoid confusion. So these three that I'm gonna highlight today are Strange Visitors to the City, Strange Citizens of the City, and Strange Inhabitants of the Forest. Now, like I said, these were made for Morkborg. So they have the stats in here for Morkboard. You could easily take any of these characters and do your own stats pretty quick for like BX or anything else and run with these. The strength is not necessarily the stats given for the Morkboard game. Each of these books has a sort of 2D6 table and each page is one of those numbers kind of the two pages apart, explaining a character, one of the strange visitors or one of the strange citizens. So the first part of the book is just 
a double page dedicated to one of these interesting NPCs that can spice up your game. So I'm going to start with Strange Visitors to the City. I'll probably focus mostly on that one and do a few of the others and just give you an idea what these zines are like. Very sturdy, high-quality printing, nice paper, full color, definitely fits into the feel of the Mork Borg book uh, with the aesthetic and all, but as if you listen to the interview with him that he did over at RPG Ramblings, uh, you'll know that this stuff's much clearer and easier to read than the uh, than the official Morkborg book and some of the stuff that's put out. So if you have problems needing your glasses and all, <laughs> this is easier to read. Starts off this thing with some, one of the interesting characters who's a undead, unliving seamstress. And she has the ability to sort of seam and fuse your souls together. Now, not all the vi the creatures in here are villains or benign, uh, but some of them have interesting, just just uh, just interesting aspects to them, and everything has something unique. Like I'm going to skip ahead just a couple pages. There's Oleg Androvonik, the uh, insecure traveler. This is a uh, an interplanar type creature. Let me grab my. Was I bring my glasses? Yeah, let me put on my glasses real quick so that I can actually read this to y'all. Cause <laughs> I need my reading glasses. Tall, thin, and pale as bleached bones, Oleg finds himself in the city every few days, unwillingly transported from his home dimension because of the curse of a long dead wizard in his youth. Oleg enjoyed exploring and would often break into places where he was unwelcome sifting through the possessions of others and causing general mischief. He wasn't an evil boy, merely curious and incapable of resisting the urge to investigate the homes and businesses of his small town. Oleg was forever punished for his socially unacceptable practice, and when he made the mistake of walking uninvited into the wizard's tower, at first the boy was having a great time, looking through the books, scrolls, vials, and many boxes in the laboratory. All of that turned to terror when the wizard found the boy, without asking questions, cast a wicked curse that plagued Oleg ever since. At even the thought of entering a place without permission, Oleg is automatically teleported to the city, where he must remain until the threat of death itself returns to him, to his home dimension. So, Oleg goes on to explain a little bit about what Oleg's up to in the city, and Every single one of these entries seems to have a lot of a lot of hooks, lines, sinkers, backgrounds, and things that you could really create a full adventure with. You know, each page could easily turn into even a full campaign or quite a few weeks worth of adventuring and trying to figure out what these quirky, interesting caricatures are. One more I'm just gonna point out that I really liked is in Strange Citizens of the City. Razil Notario, unwretched survivor, who apparently found a corpse in a cursed suit of armor, only to pull it out, clean it up, and wear it. And horrifyingly enough, the suit of armor takes control and almost acts as like a crazy serial killer. He blacks out and it does horrible things and he wakes up the next day horrified by what's going on, unable to get out of it, unable to get control, and seeking some kind of help. Wonderful story here for a role-playing game. You can have a lot of fun running a game around this. At the back of the book, we get all sorts of unusual places. You get 1d6 unusual places, so all kinds of really interesting 
locations you can explore and create and build up. The thing it seems to me is that the visitors to the city and the 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 citizens of the city are the two different titles of the books. So you got strange visitors to the city and strange citizens of the city are two different things. It seems that they work well together. Even some of the creatures or, or characters or NPCs that are referenced in one pop up in another. And it's almost as if there's a lot of world building and creating a very unique setting here. Any of this stuff can be used just on its own and plopped into your setting. But if you look at the overall work between the books, Strange Inhabitants of the Forest, Strange Citizens of the City, and Strange Visitors to the City, a lot of really cool world building has been done. And it's a very horrifying fantasy town. Moving on on page 29, we get... 4D6 rumors whispered in the tavern alleys in the city. These rumors are true or false as the game master wishes. So it's the game master's decision to determine what he wants to, or she, what they want to roll with. So I'm going to roll a quick rumor and let's see what I rolled. Oh, it's 2D6. Let me grab 2D6 and we'll just read that one. I rolled number five. The city authorities have made the possession of magical potions and scrolls illegal. Anyone caught carrying such items will be fined at least a dozen silver coins. Attempting to sell potions and scrolls is an offense punishable by execution. Don't be selling magic in the city. You flip through here a little bit more. There is a whole entire list of hired goons. These are cool. They have all kinds of different NPCs you can really run around with. So when you just run into a hireling... You've got a name, you've got some kind of quirks and personality and background, and you can quickly give a lot of life to your campaign and your NPCs with these little charts. It gives you the stats for Mark Borg, like, but again, you can probably just roll up some stats for whatever you're wanting to use. And just using some of the, the ideas in these write-ups of the hired goons is something you can port over to another game easy. All the ideas in these would easily fit in lots of different fantasy role-playing games besides Morkborg. But, you know, let's play some Morkborg. <laughs> now, there's more hired goons in the strange, strange citizens of the city as well as the strange visitors to the city. It gets a little confusing because the three zines have very similar names. There are also more rumors in there. I, I'll be honest. With these three little zines here in the main Morkborg book, you could probably do like quite a campaign that could last you a while. You would not run out of ideas and stuff to go. Uh, it's also, in Citizens of the City, it n denotes uh, 1d8 places in the city. Let's read one of them, and we'll do like we do. Roll a die, and let the dice decide. I rolled number 8. Ooh, I hope 8's a good one, because it's the final place in the city. I have not 100% sure which one of this was. Oh, Nina Korsh's bread cart. Korsh can be seen most days pulling her small two-wheeled cart down the city's busier streets, looking to sell her hard bread and biscuits to anyone with an appetite for bland, near-tasteless food. Many in the city who have tried her breads are unsure of how the woman can stay in business. Her baked goods truly are nasty, but they soon shake their heads in wonder and return to their personal business as if the woman continues her daily trek through the city. For those in the know, it isn't Korsh's bread they are looking for each day. The woman is a dealer in illicit drugs, selling mood-altering mushrooms and spices. 
to those who are addicted to her wares. Some on the city watch are well aware of her true activity. She pays them handsomely for their silence and, t at times, protection from potential competitors. So, there's all kinds of neat little elements of flair and interesting things to add to any game in these three books right here. I'm going to go a little further than talking about these these ones that are made for Morkborg. There's a lot of other things that Philip Reed has also put out for Morkborg. And like I said, there is a Kickstarter going on right now for the Mimics. And there are a lot of different options to add on. So there's a Mimics and a Cube one. And it looks like they're little posters with all kinds of information on them. Get both. It looks like it's 25. I'll probably back it because I back just about everything he, he pumps out. But the potion zine is available as an add-on. The uh, the delayed blast game master book. I think it might be all three of them. You can also get there with the two posters as well. On that, I strongly suggest picking those up. I find them useful. I've used them a few times in game here and there. They help me get my juices flowing and have given me a few things to throw into game. The Potions and the Delayed Blast Game Master book are both ones I have used in game and can suggest. There's also, that's not mentioned here, but they also have quite a few other location and NPC supplements that he's put out that are well worth it. I'll probably talk about some of those in the future. So... I'll put links to everything. I strongly suggest Phillips Reed's works. I've been very happy with it. We've brought some really interesting, cool NPCs that are memorable into our game because of some of the stuff that was riddled in there that we used. And that's about all I've got. If you've enjoyed this, please share us with your friends. Give us a positive review on whatever you're listening. And those of you that have given us positive reviews, thank you so much. You can follow us on Facebook at Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. You can find me on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. And keep those dice rolling.